Kab. First, even take me through your full name. You see, all my life I've known you as Kab. So, even on the stream, I wrote Kab. It's on the podcast, even on the documents. But welcome to Big Conversations by Ordinary People. <laughs> what we do with this podcast is we have <coughs> conversations with people and we get to understand their perspective on life. Yeah? We've hosted um, a few friends, a few strangers, and a few people who have a few agendas they would wish to pass across. So we have conversations on such broad things. So, But what we try to make sure is that the conversations are mindful, that someone who is listening to them can pick something, and can add something to whatever they're doing in their day-to-day life. But we'll start with the economy. It being extremely complex, how are you handling the economy in Uganda? You... Well, but of course, you have to like give us an official introduction of who you are. Then we'll get into the question. Yeah. Well, my my name is uh, Kenneth Kavali. Ah, uh, yeah, Kenneth. Most people call me KK. Uh, Kav, like you've been calling me. Yeah. And then um, guys in the gaming world call me Zimbles and Poseidon. Yeah, that's uh, my gaming name. Anyway. Find me on the chat. Yeah, and uh, I people call me Kendrick. Why? Those I've known in uh, like the greatest time of my life, like after university or something. They mistook me for because you know the name is Ken. So sometimes I catch it as Ken. To not but the pronunciation is hard for different people. Wait, well, your name is not Kenneth. It's Ken. What do you mean? How is it pronounced? Double N. Double N. K E. Double N. Double N E. T H. Yeah. So most people who are called Ken is. Is that like. um, So the pronunciation differs. Is it like British or Um, USA? English? It's it's British. Okay. So I cut it short not to be mistaken. You know? Yeah. So most people just finish it like Kendrick, Kennedy. Very few people call me Kenny. Mm-hmm. You know, in the world we are living in, you just have to respond. So, um, talking about the economy, yeah, hasn't been really, really good. Everywhere, everyone is going through something. But, but uh, in, in, in terms of it being bad, how has it affected you? Like, how would you term your bad, you as an individual, you as Kenneth? Like, break it down for me. How has it changed for you? How do you, have you noticed that, you know what, now we have such a stupid economy and I probably cannot, if things go on like this for the next three months, I probably cannot survive. Well, um, you plan ahead. Uh, my plan was to get a real job. Okay. Yeah, uh, before that, uh, it was, uh, I was doing freelancing. I was doing Kuiriwa. You heard of Yeah, Kuiriwa. And then... So I got a real job. So I'm juggling in Kuiriba and uh, a real job. Nine to... And nine to five? Yeah. How is that like uh, the concentration? People, a lot of people really keep saying that it's hard to like juggle side hustles and main jobs. Then also bosses think like when, you, when you're juggling the two, you're not giving them ample time. How do you treat that? Well, uh, my job being basically IT. Okay. I would handle anything come along, uh, WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook. So it's easier to just text or call. One call like this, mm. I'll give you something you 
let's say, Karen, right now, you wanted a computer. You ask me, you tell me your specifications you want. You just make one call, and you have it already. So it's just the background that I have. Yeah. In street life, freelancing, you know, I've been working on the streets, clearly. Kampala is the, the street. <laughs> so I know each and every one there. I have their contacts. I know where to get what. You understand? So if you, you call me right now, you're like, you need a computer. I'll ask the first question, what specifications do you want? So if you tell me, ah, 8 GB RAM, 500. Uh, so when you say, uh, I refer you to someone. Your Kuyiriba, it means that you're a salesman. I am a salesman. Who just understands who has what and who needs what. Yes. So the people that need something come to you. I'll bridge that gap. <clears throat> okay. So I was still breaking down. The girl will cut that out. You know the people that need something and the guys that have it. So how does that work? Like, uh, you're only counting on referrals of people who already know that you can get them something. Here's the thing. Yeah. I worked on myself as an individual, as a salesman. You get from way down the road. Mm. I meet someone new, I tell them what I do, I tell them what I can get them. You know, nowadays, everything is an investment. Relationships, friendships, everything that I'm talking about yeah. is an investment. So if you're putting something on someone's table, you're not worth being that afraid of something. Mm. Understand? Mm. So, like if I meet you, I'll definitely tell you what I do. Clearly, our first conversation will be related to business, something like that. Then later on, we can go deeper. Yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of person I've planned myself to be, a salesman. But uh, on the other hand, I am a software engineer. I did four years, my friend. Interesting. Uh, what time did you, did you, you did four years at MOOC? Yes, I did. Uh, what year was that? No, so software engineer was like a very new class, but we shouldn't even go into that. How is that like? People who are doing software engineering are pocketing a lot of money. The ones I know. Maybe lately, but now, uh, because you know when you get into the university, yeah, you get you have that career guidance class, or maybe you meet someone and they take you through the career. What is going to be what in the next ten years, next five years? Mm. So the person I meet. Wait, your decision to do software engineering was informed by someone, yeah? yeah. You were advised about it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, it took me through the benefits mm. of like the next five years, and I was projecting something really big. But when I got out of university, yeah. it wasn't what I thought it would be. So, it meant I had to bring out my sales and marketing skills to cover up that. Mm. But uh, I am still in software engineering. I'm still in IT. So um, how is that like? How is that going? Um. Well, I have some interns. I have. Uh, I look. I, I look. I look at guys coming out of university now and get some ideas from them. Mm. Basically, I'm still in touch with that software. I'm actually working with uh, an IT company. Yeah. So clearly, I'm still in touch. Into into that. Yeah. What would you have done if you had if you had not met your mentor to um, guide you through software engineering? Is there something like you you grow up thinking that you know what this is what I want to be like in those um, how do I, how can I term them? You know those jobs everyone wants 
their child to do like doctor, lawyer, engineer, those professions. I think it's those three. It's either your parents want you to be a doctor, they want you to be a lawyer, or they want you to be an engineer in whatever field. Did you ever think, besides software engineering, because also that came about, it was so cool, people learning how to code and building things off just their PCs before that came about. Is there that one thing that, you know what, you had thought about? Well, uh, this is very funny. Growing up, mm. I wanted to be a husband. Okay. I, 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 everyone that asked me that question, you know, but you know that and, it's... Um, <coughs> okay. And um, I didn't have, like, very big ambition, I think, a doctor or something. Mm. But because of the nature of my family, I wanted to be a husband. My dad was an accountant, a really good accountant. Yeah. And he uh, managed to be an accountant, a father, and a husband. So uh, the biggest part of him, remember, I would, I would only see him at home. He was being a husband and a father. So I was thinking, I'd be like him, he'd be a husband. You understand? Mm. But you uh, think all about it. Comes in and you, nobody's going to pay you to be a husband. You have to really work. Actually, uh, <coughs> one of the qualities of the husband is to have a job. It's to really be working. <laughs> so, uh, basically, I really wanted to be a husband. And then uh, IT came in, and yeah, I embraced it. So, uh, I didn't have dreams of being a lawyer, doctor, or something. But I wanted to be a husband. Okay. I haven't achieved that yet, but uh, I think very soon I'll be calling you guys. To. Gen Square to dress up in our suits. Definitely. <laughs> when you speak about being a husband, it's it's more like a job. I, I I think I also grew up wanting to be like a husband because this is all I had seen my dad do is to be a very good husband. So it was, and a lot of us really grew up looking at our parents. You know, uh, yeah, we grew up looking at our parents, and they're like our fathers to the men are like our first role models. Yeah, Definitely. and so many. So to be that was something. I actually r- rushed into having a relationship. I was, I think, 21 years of age. I was already cohabiting with someone as in a relationship because this is all I had grown up seeing, yeah? And it was working out perfectly until, of course, like they say, once you rush, you crash. So, but now I have very many sentiments about marriage in general. I have not seen a married couple in my 28 years of experience of life. Let's cut out the eight and just say the 20 where I'm sane enough to understand things for myself. I have not seen happy marriages. I feel like the whole concept of marriage is it's a sham. I feel like it's, it's, it's like prison, yeah? It's like you just get caged to someone. And I don't know if we can like really do control, because I'm born Catholic, and once you're born Catholic, you to get out of marriage is so hard. It's also very hard for you to remarry if your wife is still alive. So when I keep seeing all these live examples of the friends, my agements, and these people, then it just beats my understanding about being a husband. It, it, re, it informs a lot of maybe that is not for everyone. Maybe that is not like a goal. That's not like something I should look up to. Yeah, it's very good to raise a family, raise your, your kid, have your wife come back. The movie bit of it really sounds cool until you see that people who have chosen to trust each other actually are, that, are like the two worst enemies of each other. Yeah, from my friends, from examples, from my relatives, from my aunties, 
I see all the stuff and I'm like, oh, you're not. Well, what's your perspective on marriage? Yeah. Like, in, in your years, have you grown to love it? Do you feel like this is something you really can handle? I wouldn't say it's a challenge. Yeah. Normally, um, uh, I think marriage is a calling. You need to understand each other at some point. Uh, I have a saying. Mm. In everything you do, marriage, friendship, communication is key. And the love is trust. But what, how do you mean communication? Because you see... Let me tell you something. Mm. Any relationship, any friendship feeds on communication. If that line is chopped for communication, there's nothing. Understand? Yeah. And uh, there's social media now. It's also like a form of communication. Mm. But what happens is too much expectation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know the movies are put everything up present, and uh, if you don't come down to reality, you won't know what is really happening. Well, it's it's a challenge. Every relationship, every marriage has different challenges. What may be my challenge may not be your challenge, yeah. your relationship. You understand? But talking through all this would help. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Uh, my father. Growing up, always made sure my mom came home fast. Mm. Do you know why? It's because he needed to get home when everything is ready. My mom had showered and ready for him. You understand? So he would spend some time in the center just waiting to get home and everything is ready. And my mom always made sure that the home is clean, there's food ready for the husband. Kids are all showered and ready to watch TV. So this guy came in when everything was ready for him. Yeah. Understand? So all that, this was a form of like communication. Remember, okay, I would say I grew up... The patriarchy informs that type of arrangement, right? Definitely. Because uh, now what happens if your mom also has a job and, you know... She had a job. She yeah. was a doctor. Dang. You understand? Imagine a doctor having to come back and then getting the home ready. Yes. Okay, okay. So uh, my dad would talk to someone and send someone. Send someone, we bought that guy or someone to deliver what he has carried from work home. So after some time, like an hour or less, this girl would come when the home is ready. You get what I mean? Mm. Imagine, Karen, you came home, your wife is ready prepared for you. She has showered, she's smelling so good. All the kids are well washed and, you know, food is ready for you. The only thing you have to do is take a shower, come enjoy with family. Do you think that's fair in terms of being a husband? Um, uh, it wouldn't be fair, but uh, our mothers were groomed to take care of our fathers. Lately, I don't think most girls are groomed to take care of their husbands. Because now... Do they have to take care of their husbands? Are husbands like babies? Uh, how should I say this? Uh, I think... Okay, well, it will depend on your kind of relationship with your woman. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. If your woman is willing to do it, then it's fine. If she's not with it, then you're going to have to compromise. In exchange for what? Because you see, um, when Portia was on the podcast, she mentioned something that really was very intriguing, that in a world where anyone, let it be your parent, whoever controls the economics, yeah, whoever brings in the money, has the power to manipulate you and to step on you. Because you see, money plays such a big important role in our lives. But you just said your mom was actual but a was doctor. Shocked. My mom was putting a lot on the table than my father. 
So in all honesty, the world was just unfair to her, but she enjoyed this. It wasn't unfair This is what she signed up for. It wasn't unfair Okay. Had you ever had a conversation? Oh, wait, they're still together as, as people. Uh, no, no, no. I don't know if they're still together because they're all dead. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about that. My mom died first. Mm. But after my mom had died, yeah. it took my dad another 10 years to get another woman. How old were you when your mom died? I think um, 15. 15 years of age. Yes. What does it mean to you after like testing? I lost my mom when, when I was, I think I was four years, so I didn't like really get to experience the mother love. But at fifteen, you've you've seen what it is like to have a mother, and then they're not there. How is that like for you? Uh, for starters, yeah, it was tricky. It, it took us a lot of time to adjust. Mm. But uh, because mm. our dad didn't bring in somebody else, or how do you call them strangers? We don't bring in another companion. Yeah. So it meant we had only him, it was our mother, his father. father, and he took on the job for his parents. So after those 10 years, I think I was like 25, because the family meeting is like, man, guys, you know what? I want to bring in a woman. Remember, most of us had left home. So uh, we're like, it took long to bring in a woman. You understand? <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty this man. Because yeah. um, after all, we had gone through it. Oh, I, I wouldn't say he did have a woman because I, I did uh, always do with him. But he came back home mm-hmm. every day, took care of us, paid our tuition, basically everything. But how was that like for you to, to the fact that now you don't have a mom yet you had a mom? Because you see, boys usually have this attachment to their mother and it usually fucks up their mental psyche so bad when such an important person just disappears. However, though, it's important that we all really understand that death happens to anyone, but you cannot understand when it's just your person, more so when it's someone as important as your mom. In most cases, me, when I'm really sad, I sit back and I'm like, maybe God is unfair to me. Why did they have to take my mom? You know, girl is there. <coughs> well, uh, yeah. I was, pre- I was prepped. Yeah. I'm not Yeah, I think they're all aunties, yeah. yeah. So those also came in to take care of us at some point, and then uh, we, we tried to adjust. Yeah. Yeah, but we could not forget. understand? Mm. Yeah, um, basically that was... So how did that change your mind in terms of your perspective to like life? Um, to knowing that, you know what, now I don't have such a strong pillar around me. Did that transform your mind to understand that your money and seek in Jirimogom? Okay, of course you had your father, but... Ah, well, that's yeah. where friends come in. Okay, okay. Uh, friends became another pillar. Mm. Friends, friends. Like, I have friends who later than two brothers. Yeah. And, like, I could run to them. But still, it was a void of a mother. But uh, people who knew, who knew me before would come in and, you know... Safe. So, um, how they say life was harsh? Mm. Because... I didn't, I didn't stay with nothing. I had people around me who could uh, try and chip in. Yeah. When, 
yeah, I'm also cheating for my siblings. Yeah, so your life was just is there for you. And uh, it taught me something. Hmm. So, I wouldn't say life was rough, and it's just the journey. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you like that. Uh, so you have that close relationship with your father. A lot of us don't get that, and this was because for me, my father didn't spend a lot of time in the country. Yeah, he had to go look for greener pastures, make sure we enter top schools, and make sure we are all cool with us, this technology. I remember I had my first access to a laptop when I was around in P3, which was like something so cool to do, yeah? Like I always had fancy bikes, but much as I really had this stuff, I still didn't have my father in his whole capacity. He had to fly back in when Namiriango was called that your son is going to be expelled or what, so you have to come. It always had to be. So you know when someone comes to your rescue all the time, they get frustrated, even if it's just your friend, yeah? Like, I can't call Gali that, you know, at Bansibirero, then I call him next week, that Gali, however much, like, I understand he's one of those friends I know that I'll holler at at any time and they'll come through, it just gets frustrating. So that is the kind of position my father was in, that it was just holidays, it was just holidays, and I didn't get to have the relationship like that, where I can treat him as a sibling, and I feel like that was a bit... It's, it's, it affected, yeah? Because right now I look at some of the mistakes he made and... Yeah, one, I don't want to make them, but then I get this... I don't want to call it anger. Like, I'm like, ah, I wish Dad could have, like... I would have been in a better position if he had steered some things like this. Because you see how we parent our children really, really matters, yeah? Because and, and that's, like, really one of the most important things we need to take keen control of is how we are parenting the relationship, your children, to, to be able to question things from a get-go, because they don't get this from school. They don't get that from class. Class, uh, yeah, you have to put up your hand, but if I'm shy enough, I won't put up my hand. But if my parents, from the get-go, train that with me, and I can just question stuff, um, I get exposed to stuff, not like sex education, yeah? People yeah. Are, are very, very bleak, mostly the girls, because all this is hidden away from them, until such a very big age when the brain has transformed and it cannot really grasp. You know, have you seen like a Samson Kasumba, someone who really does things that are supposed to be like for a 19-year-old at such a very big age? Yeah? So, remember, it's a fact. I mean, this analysis we have all seen. <laughs> that comes from skipping stages and not having close relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, how should I bring this to the <coughs> Well, um, my father was everything. He was a dad. Mm. He was a cool dad, and he was a father. You know, the different things. Yeah. Your dad can be cool. Yeah. Like, but it cannot be. Are you saying this because he's going to listen to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, my father's not even listening. Oh, your father, yeah. so sorry. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, yeah. But he never told me. Okay. He actually told me he was proud of me. And he's like, man, you know what? Go out there and live your life, man. Go have fun. Go have a good time. Feel good. Mm. So, um, 
I don't miss him yeah. in most cases, but I learned something good from him. Um, at least I wasn't as stubborn as I look. <laughs> he never got me out of jail. He wasn't pulled into school yeah. because of suspension or what. I did everything because I was under his guidance always. So basically, I, I would miss that. From uh, from him, huh? are there like metaphors or things you really want to replicate from him? Like things, a life he lived that everything. Oh yeah. yeah, and we are soon going to Amen. Namanda to dress up. Yes, 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 yes. Dress, yes definitely. definitely. Oh, be there. Yeah. Come as we are. We're going to be there. Let's do that. In in in. In preparations to to that whole before we go from that whole topic of marriage and relationships, do you feel it's important? Do you feel like are you just chasing life to like tick off achievements and be like ah me musako yange the galleys and the currents now me are married? Or do you what wh- what's what's in for you? Why are you going in for it? Is it like a society standard that you're following that because you know what I have to be married? In terms of being misunderstood, yeah. uh, life is not a competition. I have friends who have made it, uh, who are up present, yeah. and you meet them and you're like, hey, my man, I love what you're doing. You understand? Yeah. Well, if I'm still grassing, it means my time is coming. So, uh, my perspective of marriage, I say it's important, not because uh, it's, it's, it's a life necessity. No. I love children. And the only way to get children is <coughs> through getting married. Yeah. You understand? So um, I have a child. I'm not married. I have a child too. I'm not married yet. But I'm saying uh, you need to have this understanding. Do you feel like marriage protects children? Yeah, yeah, it does. Like the institute, um, that is one thing I've tried to it does. consider. It protects, it protects children. Actually, um, most marriages lately starts with, hey, Karen, I'm pregnant. So it means, bro, it's time to, you get? Yeah. It's time to get married. Uh, most people have taken it the other way. They're like, man, we just, we just have a child. There's nothing that connects us together. Mm. You understand? Now, I look for that connection. I look for that spark. Have you suffered a breakup in your life before? I've dated a lot of people. So... There is this saying they say that every man or every individual has to suffer a breakup. What happens if you suffer this after you're married? You die before you start living. <laughs> <laughs> he answered it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> he just answered it. Okay. What happens when you die before you start living? <laughs> because, yeah, what happens when you die before you start living? Dies, man. Exactly. You break up, it dies. You have to love again. You have to. You have to. How do you learn how to love again? It, it, it takes time. You, you, go, you, you sit down. How much time? For like a while. As an individual, can you? Yes, you know, time can heal. Time heals. It can take you a year, two years, three years, but it makes you a bad person. You, 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 you get really hard in the heart. Mm. You meet the people who are ready to stay with you, but you can't because you're afraid. You understand? And so, you have not suffered a breakup. Like I said, I have a date out of people. 
Arrested. So you've not given a... Do you see a risk? Yes, yes, yes. That's, that was my next question. Exactly. Yes. Do you fear risks? I don't fear risks. That's why you fear commitment. I don't fear risks. And, and, and you see, before you actually commit to marriage, committing to love is one complicated thing. Yeah, by the way, this love Committing to love someone is tricky, really. Yeah. You may be committed and the other part is not. You feel me? Well, that's their part. So for you, you focus on your part. Yeah, I do my end of the bargain. I expect somebody else to do my, their end. That is not yours to worry about. Exactly. No, Thank no, you. For, for you, for you, you have to do what you can do. What I'm supposed to do. Yes, What's yes. God given? Yes. My God given right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's my God given right to love, mm. to give love. But you know, it starts with you. If you don't love yourself, you can't give out what you don't have. You feel me? Do you believe you love yourself? I do. I do love myself. How would you explain that? Uh, man, you know, this I, I have a lot of definitions. Mm. How is your, what is your self-love? What is your self? What, what do you mean by self-love? Exactly. I always consider myself number one. In everything I'm going to do, a decision, what, I'll first cater for myself. Even if it means my daughter, mm. I first consider how it's going to make me feel. Then I can... My girlfriend, I'll consider how it's, how it's going to make me so, feel. So, so if it affects me mm-hmm. on a... Bigger extent. What do you want to ask? So when you dig deep, loving yourself is not actually loving yourself is loving the other because Definitely. you can't love yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you can't love yourself. You love yourself. Well, you can't love yourself. No, you, no can't. you can't. You can't. You can only feel love by saying, "Man, Wamala, I love you, man." And then you give it to someone else, and then I love you, man. Turn it back. Yes. If you said anything, you're like this Kampala guy. I love you, man. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot come and say I love you, woman. I love you. But but, yeah. but people have a lot of um. How do they call it? How do they call it? Th- that thing where you look in the mirror and affirm it's, to yourself. It is different. Okay. It's different for, for everything you love. Think about Always. everything you love. Mm-hmm. Have you heard them through the other? Have you heard of love languages? Not the one who did the smart word. Have you heard of love languages? Love languages. I don't. Yes, I, I've heard people talk about touch. I tell you what, no, and I, I'm at love. Uh, again, I am still really finding myself as a human being, going through the stages, but I have not understood like. Um, one day we were talking with Gali, so he was telling me about the star science, the aquarium. Do you remember the joke I posted about some guy who was messing with the, just the star science with, with, with horoscopes? I also don't, the horoscopes. I also don't really, really understand how they work and if they really, really work. Actually, there is no one who knows how to do those things. I think he has learned from her. I even see how calm she is. Tell us something like that. But, but it's an amazing thing. You see, you, you don't take the entire truth. You exactly. You pick out something that yes. affects you. I, 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 Isn't it like the Bible? Yeah, the Bible is also metaphoric. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's encrypted. It's, so it's exactly. You, have to, you, have to like, you, you know when you go to the Bible? You pick out something yeah. and it affects you. When you go to the Bible and you need to pick something that helps you, yeah. you find it. The Bible is like, it's, it's like your timeline. Did, Definitely. Did you know that the coming of Jesus means getting awakened? Yes, exactly. Yes. I mean, how would you feel? Yeah, when I get away from that, you see my Jesus. Yes, and that feeling makes sense. You deeply understood the self. The self is the universe. The universe is you. Do you understand the self? Do you understand the self? Give me a perspective of understanding the self. 
I, I want him to give me his first quote. I'm understanding this. Yeah, we're just saying everything I'm supposed to say. <laughs> no. It's amazing. That's exactly my school of thought. You, 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 you actually realize you, you love water. Mm. You, you love uh, plants. You love not you, not yourself. You love yourself through the other. You can't Thank exist you. without the universe. You can't exist. You, you, so the only way you're going to exhibit your love for, for you to understand you love yourself is by loving your partner. Definitely. And how would you explain love for your partner? Like, how would you explain love to you? What do you call love? Going back to home, because the last time we were in town, they called you, you had to go back home. Is it going back in time? Is it being home present, taking care of them? Supposing you didn't have money, how would you define your love to them? Supposing you didn't have money to meet their goals. Well, um, and it didn't matter. Oh, here's the thing. Mm. Uh, I think money doesn't matter. I've been in the place where I didn't have money. Mm. Girl, you can stand for me. Mm. And this guy was still here. Mm. You understand? She was still here. She was like, hey, man, you two guys are this my guy. But, but I think that you understand. Money is just paper, man. What am I going to learn from this person? You understand? Is she going to learn something from me? But money is really important. It is important. Very important. But it just puts something on the table. But uh, the biggest factor is. How do you, you are saying, how do you define your love? Um, in, in very many ways. I, 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 like, what is it like to you? Like, I want to understand that, you know what? Because I do some of these certain small things, this is how I measure my love for my partner. Okay, this starts from uh, her understanding me. Mm. Yeah, because there's a time I was really broke. Okay. I, 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 I could barely put something on the table. And she was putting something on the table mm. than I did. You understand? Mm. So, um... All those times, she didn't even show me that you're not worth of a man. Because if you don't have money now, it means you're not a man. Mm. You get. She was putting everything on the table, and I was putting a little something on the table. You understand? So, she supported me through that situation, and came back on top. Right now, I can say I add more than her, but still, we're still on those grounds of respect, of mutual respect, mutual respect, love. Understanding, yeah, we are we are prayerful. Can I call it family? What does prayer mean to you? Are you Christian? Practicing Christians? Um, I'm a believer. I am a believer. I believe that there is God. So, what yeah. does the concept of God mean to you in general? Is um, it some Superman up there that has already seen all your life and is just playing you in a movie, places you where he wants, or is it a cry for hope you go to and really get rescued? Is it like some power motivation? What does it mean to you? I think both. Okay. Yeah. I think, I already think he's, mm. there's someone up there entirely watching all of, all, all of uh, us. Yeah. The universe. You understand? Mm. And um, I've gone to believe through family, what I've talked about. You understand? Mm. Because there's no one who has come out and like, hey man, I know what happens in heaven. I know what happens hell or something. But I believe there is a supernatural power out there. What God do you believe in? He believes in a supernatural power. Me, I believe in the God of Spinoza and Alan Watts. <laughs> 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 Isn't that the same thing that Mbonye said though? Eh? Mbonye? Yeah. Who's Mbonye? 
part prophets and what's not the pastors that's exactly the same thing you see how he really strongly believes it because Alan Watts is really incredible with the notes he has put up but, but this is what they also do this is why they are pe- the people that go to them let's say the remnants say that I believe in the God of Mbonye because you see he has preached to them and they have found some solace of hope to that and now they stand to tell you that you know what I believe in the God of Pastor Mugembe. Yeah, but these ones go ahead to yeah. be like Katonda Wono oh, Of course, that, 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 but, but these ones, uh, the, 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 the philosophers, they don't. They just tell you to be a free thinker. Yeah. Free thinker. Just exactly my point. So your God is the universe. Who's this guy? So that means uh, you you you're not entirely sure if you believe in like a superpower. You believe. That, of course, the, there is a superpower substance from which we all come from. I said that. That is the God of Spinoza. But that one, you need to be a free thinker. First, remind me who's Spinoza. It's, it's, it's uh, one of those just philosophers. Okay. okay. I should also first read about that. <laughs> that is reading, man. That brother is having a good run. <laughs> <laughs> should be about that. What do you think about reading, brother? Do you know that this one, like, you know, once your mind is in the right place? I'm a reader. Knowledge. You're a reader. I have a library at home. Like real physical books? Yeah, physical books, physical books. I actually made that definition. What type of books do you read? Uh, motivation well, stuff? Not motivation per se. Mm. Do you um, like read fiction? Dystopian, stuff like that. Uh, autobiographies. Mm. So, basically, it's just reading. Uh, then... Most people recommend books. Most people buy me books as birthday presents. So I, I take time and read what they've given me. So What are like some of your best books, memories, or like quotes you know in books? Because I see sometimes on your timeline you're posting quotes from like marketing um, sections. What? I wouldn't say I have uh, a best book because there are very many books yeah. out there. And um, I like quoting different authors. Mm. So, but my best author is, uh, you'll be shocked, Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's into, like, those, you know, those romantic books, movies, something mm. like that. Yeah. I, I like, I like his scripts. The way he turns the whole love thing. You feel me? Yeah, but you know, the love thing is always, it's boring. It's always that. It depends on what you want. At it's at a moment. Sure. I feel like but life has become so hard. I, I wouldn't say life life is hard. For soft things like love. Love is not soft. Yeah, much. Of course you need love can get hard. Love, love is soft. Love can get hard. True actual love. Love can get hard, my friend. How hard? It only gets hard when you complicate it. But but all the things we love are hard. They hard. Yes. Thank you. All the things we love. Love is not soft. Yes. When you love your children, does it hurt? Because they're going to do things against your will and your heart. Thank you. So So this guy is just speaking my mind. So you just have to find a way of living with adversity, with with the heart. So protect yourself from being hurt. Everything else besides you is an external factor, but it's yourself as well. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) So... Yeah, love is hard. You you don't do things you're not supposed to do. You're like, man, I'm doing this because, yeah, because of love. Yeah, I'm doing something because of love. When you're on the street, did you? No, 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 no. 
Haven't you done something out of love? Something like what? Something stupid. I think sometimes it's last. Like like what? Like uh, getting on a bike to go to someone's home in the minute in the midnights. Someone's the hours. It depends on that someone. Now let's say they're female and I'm going to like give them company. So is that love because um, you've moved the night to you? when it's risky? At that moment, what are they to you? Because mm-hmm. if you died in the way, wouldn't say Kevin died because of love. Yeah. You probably well, be, because if, if 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 this is someone you're having an affair with. Yes. Yeah. It'll be okay. But if it's just a random girl you've met off Twitter, off Facebook, or because you're Karen, you talk about big conversations. I met the mother of my child on Twitter. Yeah. So it's never random. No, 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 no. Uh, <coughs> random is different. Mm. That random was any of us. So mm. I don't know if you took <laughs> it the other way around. Like, but here's the thing. Have you done something out of love? What have you done out of love? I've done a lot of things. Like what? Me too. Uh, like this, I did really out of love. The last thing I did, I think, I stepped on the border. You know, a muddy border. I bought my nice white shoe, and when I got to the destination, my my shoe was full of mud, and I felt so angry. Then my girl was like, "No, you just done that because of love, so it's okay." Can you imagine? I think that was the last thing I did a few weeks ago. My shoe was muddy. So I <laughs> Those are material things, man. So you see, I did it out of love. Out of love. That's smart. That's It helped me. I love shoes. Gwe. <laughs> I would understand your love for shoes. I really love shoes, but no. But you get my shoe was muddy, and I'm in the middle of town. I have a presentation, so I get those muddy shoes and it's the presentation, and I think. It was because of love still. Let's talk about the Kampala street life you, you've been a part of. Wow. How did you survive that? Kampala street life? Man. How did you get out of that to like get into a form of employment? I, I, and what's better? Hold on. The power and freedom okay. to have. And the Here's the thing. Yeah. Um, I'll term them as <coughs> the other side is informal sector. This side is the formal sector. Mm. Now, what's it like working for the informal sector? Formal sector is... Um, you, need to, you need two things. You need trust, and you know Kumamu Sasula. You get? Because people are going to trust you with their things. But you see, like we're talking about being a good human being, even if you're there. No, but I'm giving you the real dynamics of surviving on the street. Mm. You need to be trustworthy. That's rule number one. I think to survive anywhere. No, this is the street. Even in, in a home. Okay. Number two. In a home, if you're not trustworthy. You have to be imagine we're not paying the guys that clean this place they would have left no but you see now uh the kind of but the street i've been to the street and people have not paid me a lot i wish i could mention on the podcast that this business didn't pay me the other one didn't pay me the other one didn't pay me but my guy i'm not paid you (laughs) (laughs) i fed you yeah like okay that's okay here's the thing on the street you need to be very trustworthy number two you need to pay your dates. What yeah. happens if you don't pay your dates? You guys run you down. No, 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 no. You see that Kampala is very small. If somebody gives you the item to go and sell it, yeah. and you take the money, 
it's it's over for you. It means the next person you're going to go to will be like, no, you should know the other guys. So to be a successful businessman on Kampala streets, you have to be an entirely good human being, like the Bible preaches. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's a standard. Yes. It's a standard. So on all streets, I don't know. Unfortunately, most people uh, uh, don't. And also, you see, if you want to last on the streets, but most people listen. They do, but they actually. Here's the thing: if you need to last on those streets, <coughs> mm-hmm. you're supposed to have those two things. But the people come there, and just one week, everyone is like, "No, I can't give guy that guy my something to sell for me. I can't do this." But even if I made a call right now, and I'm like, "Hey, okay, you want a machine? You They'll give him a machine, and they're like, "I'll have to come. They'll know I'll come." And pay off. You get. So you have uh, being on the street also made you master the art of living off other people's resources. Definitely, that that was the solo aim. Because look, I had no job. Gary, I don't know why Gary is <laughs> laughing. He has never been he knows, he knows me very well. He knows me very well. I've been with him through thick and thin, so he would know. You good? <laughs> What's your transformation like? Like, how do you switch from? How was it like for you not to have a job? Did you f- cast life? Look, I'll tell you a story. Mm. Uh, during my campus days, Gary, Gary, Gary. One day you should host Gary and tell us that I have two well. podcasts, Gary. We have just not released them. So and we are um, still making more. Um, university, you know, you go to the university, you're all excited. But guess what? University is not what we all expected it to be. Uh, the freedom, what, what. But now, uh, I think I met Gary. Let me tell you how I met Gary. Mm. Uh, we're playing video games. So uh, we are going into that game, <laughs> but we'll get there mm. anyway. But I just have to give you a sneak peek mm. of how I met uh, Gary. I think it's now 20 years, 20 years and counting. So, Gary, wherever where, where I came from, I was the best. I meet Gary, Gary beat me seven goals. I got angry at the this guys I came with. Yes, I got angry at the guys I came with. I remember Gary and <laughs> he became angry. The man beat me. Then he became angry. That's it. Okay. I wanted to leave. I told the guys, man, let's go. But I, these guys are done so good. They're like, man, we have a guy. We have a guy from Cuba. We are done. Guy, young Bagolo, Musamvu. Musamvu, tell me, Musamvu, me. I was like, wait. Who is this guy? I told the guys, man, to gain day. No, I thought, like, who is this guy? Guy and Kumatiana, wherever I came from, as the best. So we became friends. I think it was like senior sex vacation. Does not define a lot of your life. Do you but no. face challenges with people and then connect to them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think most people. Yeah. Uh, it's such a very important aspect of life. Mm. One of my really, really close friends on, on the street, someone that wants to come so to the eye. street street? Oh. Yeah, me, I have a whole background on the street okay. street street. I'll tell you the story. I thought you were a rich kid. Yeah, that is also does not take away the fact that I am from the street. Uh, but one of those guys that I, I met from there, we, we went into a fight. He's called, he actually comes here a lot, Harrison. He almost beat my eye out. What? 
from yeah but that is when we connected from there because then we realized that it was not our fault and that teaches you so much about life in general yeah, yeah, true. about <clears throat> what can make of a challenge if you don't really overthink through it like what is such a bad thing also has some good results at the end and this That's is what we're saying like uh, like um, i have have you suffered depression no 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 no, Come no, on, no, no. you think you seem to be a very rich man. You have not uh <laughs> have a lot. No, 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 you no. have not suffered depression. Well but that's amazing. Yeah, it is. But depression knocks at the door for everyone. It does. So mindfulness can better help you get prepared. Do you think about death? I do. Yeah. I lose See you. No, 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 no. no, no. thing. If you die tomorrow, I am a complete orphan. If I die tomorrow. Well and good. I've had a, I have had a good run. Outside a good run. Do you think you can die tomorrow? Yeah, I can. Have you ever thought about it like deeply? Sat there and thought about the fact that uh you were coming on the pod and maybe the bike. Most of the time. I have Muslim friends. Yeah. Muslim friends who will teach you that death is just in the next minute. How so? No, it's just a natural process. Imagine people. Yeah, but to really accept it. You have to accept. And yeah, but I'm accepting it. I am a yes. complete orphan. Yes. I'm a complete orphan. You're doing away with all fear. You feel me? I'm a complete orphan. So I knew I would die like the next day or the next minute. You get it? And Muslims, my Muslim friends, have told me that man, you can die in the next few minutes. How? How they told okay. you that? How does Islam bring that into perspective? I told you I'm a reader. I have a Quran. They have like those guys actually have verses. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? There's a Quran in English. Yes, so I've had. I have just not taken time to read the Quran. But you should I mean, buy it. You should buy it. It's it's such a very nice book. If you I, take time, I think and it's a very nice book. I, I think but, 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 the life of Prophet Muhammad was such an ideal life. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. Do you feel like there's life after death? Yeah. There is. I, 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 I am not certain. There is. There is life after death. I don't think. I think it ends there. Well, there is life after death. It can't be. You can't. Are you going to be like that guy who was it's, on the northern bypass and flew to heaven? But it's possible there is life after death. There is. There is life after death, man. We come out there in is. the wild. You see when you're born, you come out of Yeah, but if there was life after death, we would have an idea of the life before you, birth. But because there is no one who tells you. See, the fact that you woke up conscious and you've never been asleep. So if there is no life after death, and, and okay, okay, if you if you believe there is life after death, do you believe the version of you now will be a better version in that life? Definitely. <laughs> How? How sure? That is why I don't buy into the whole hope concept. So I believe the consciousness and awakening is the life after death here. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean by consciousness? First, explain to me consciousness. Being in the present. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 80 minutes, 15 positions, no protection. Is that how long you last in bed? <laughs> do you do 15 positions? Well, um, do you also not use protection? You see, this t-shirt, Mm. Whenever I wear it, at least everyone, apart from me, we didn't say I love your t-shirt, but mm. everyone loves this t-shirt. 
Well, um, this is basically not sex. There's nothing sexual about this. Actually. Okay. This is rugby. This is rugby. Sport, eh? Mm. This is um. Uh, rugby is played for 18 minutes. 18 minutes, rather. Okay. And then they have 15 positions each side. And you know how the, the, the American football is protected? There's no protection. Simple as that. So that's rugby. This is rugby. This is not sex. Have you played rugby? No. I love the game. You just watch. I have. I have uh, not seen there's a podcast. It's called the Fat Cats Podcast. I've heard of it. Podcast on rugby. Again, on rugby. Lewis is doing that. Yeah. So really uh, <coughs> this is basically rugby. It's not that. Um, and last but it also it's 80, 80 minutes. minutes because me that's how long I last in bed. I can also do 15 <laughs> positions. <laughs> and I also don't really like protection. This is actually that's the only reason I'll get married because I don't like protection. Okay. And I am willing. Yeah. I feel like condoms Good for you. so bad. Good for you, by the way. Um, can I say something about sex? Yeah, please. I think sex plays most of the biggest part in the, in, in marriage, in relationship. Yeah. I think most guys walk into marriage That's a lie. have sex. No, what do you think? You no, say I, think you, I think this you, is why a lot of married, married, men, married people cheat. Because then they want to... You see, the concept of monogamy sharing one person is such a flawed concept that even when you look back to books like the Bibles that are referencing stuff from back then, all the top kings were polygamous guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Because I don't think as a human being you're supposed to have an attachment to just one person. I think it's so hard. And this is one of the things I was telling her about marriage. One of the doubts I have is because a lot of married people in my circle cheat and there's no reason for them to cheat. This shouldn't be surprising to you. I know for a fact that... I know your madam is going to watch this podcast, but I don't know if you're a very faithful man, 100%. I am I'm a faithful man. <laughs> a man is only as faithful as their option. I'm a faithful man. Available. And like I said... <clears throat> but do you really believe in monogamy? I mean, are you supposed to have one wife? Well, if 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 you are Muslim and wealthy enough, would you have one wife? Yes. Women are a headache, man. That's why having one is trouble. No. You'd rather deal like with rather six. Deal with the devil, you know. Is it? Yeah. Trust me. I mean, having one man by your side is enough stress, is enough everything. But you know, you still come back to. She's not your sister. She's not. You didn't grow up with her, so some things you have to adjust. But uh, now imagine you having like three, of, three of mulongos. My wife mm. is a mulongo. I call her mulongo. Three mulongos. My guy. That's <laughs> that's when depression. I think life is about desires. I think as you desire something, and you can afford it. Yeah. Literally, doesn't die Thank you. But uh, I would still, I wouldn't afford two women. I can afford one. Financially or emotionally? Both. If money wasn't a problem. I want to spoil her. I want to, you know, I want to spoil her. I want to give her everything. Are you seeing how Latinos look like? Yeah. If you had money and you could fly into Spain every day. 
Would you be a faithful man? I'll I'll still stick to Mulongo. But you know Mulong, you have seen her. She's a beautiful woman. Definitely. Oh, there go for Latin. I'm not saying otherwise, my guy. I'm only saying if the factors are constant and she's not actually going to be jealous. Okay, but <clears throat> this was actually to bring out that whole thing like our hearts are so big. But okay, do you know why I say that? Eh? Mm. Before I met Mulongo, yeah, I had really a good run. Mulongo, you can bear me with us. I've had all sorts of women, French, Canadian, what, English, Ugandans, Kenyans. You know, it is very interesting. This is the thing. I didn't have relationships with them. How do you... So so then it's very easy for you to cheat on Mulongo because you don't get attached. I am committed. I am committed to Mulongo. I chose her. You feel me? I had a good run when I was a little boy. And to you all this was just like practice. Like, you know what? You know, because I'm getting through it. I'm getting through life. I'm getting through life. When did you know that now it's time for me to get serious with commitment? Look, I was telling you a story about my... I started with Gali Wangu, telling you a story about Gali Wangu. Yeah, yeah. Now Gali Wangu introduced me to a lot of things. Yeah. But we were both young. Yeah, yeah. Gali Wangu had a... Had a Gali Wangu has a, an elder brother. Mm. Some guy called Mukwaya. Mm-hmm. Now, Mukwaya yeah. growing up... Mukwaya. <laughs> 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 growing up. Mukwaya. How should I say this? Without sounding like... Okay. Let me first put a disclaimer. You had really good friendships. <clears throat> in J- that's what... On grounds of being misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> I had a good run. Courtesy of Gariwango. Courtesy of Mukwaya. Courtesy of... Uh, and Back some kick. other guys. Yeah. Courtesy yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, this comes with uh, money. Mm. I had money at my disposal and... Had nothing to use it for, so oh, you didn't understand the value of money because you see, we all hide into that of you know what, I had money because you could afford to buy a few beaches. I haven't buying beaches, okay? No, like buy, buying beaches also means going to the other thing. Is money. listen, listen, that thing is I was an athlete, girls were all over, they used to come, okay? You get so one time, the other, they're like, hey, can we link up? Can you do what athletes this? were you into? Uh, basketball. <laughs> I got a chance of uh, friends, yeah, really good friends. Who wanted to party, and because as good friends have fun, really. yeah, yeah. Because as that student, yeah. I didn't have a job. As I was a student, yeah. 
So clearly, hostel, school, hostel, school. So at some point, it was boring. So I had friends who had already finished school and had the resources. So I would get to car anytime. Refilled. Full tank. I had money at my disposal. You understand? Yeah. So I would party anywhere. Uh, do you uh, do you term that as how do you term that do you term that as success at that age and what does success mean in no it, in I, I think it's a good run okay yeah because now yeah. guys who didn't do that at my age I fix it I want to do that I want to have all the girls they're like Samson Kasumba they're tweeting about <laughs> having cars and people you get yeah but no that to me is like ah, that's nothing I, I did all they that. didn't really enjoy that's, that yeah yeah. What does success? What's it? How do you measure success now? Now that you've gone up, like now, like you saw that you had a really good run, yeah. Because I really also believe I had a good run. Let me tell you about my campus life. I was uh, they had just brought up Olympia, uh, software engineering was just new at school, but me has been computer science at MOOC. So my older brother has been software engineering, very good, really good at it. <sighs> so I had all this advantage, yeah, that uh, I could go straight up to incubation lab from like stage state go. Have all access to all the strips. I remember. I remember. <coughs> I remember. I had I had the juice thing. Juice. Yes. I had that. I was at Olympia Makita Makita. I had that. So you was, were, I, you're also very controversial. You're, ah, man. My opinion <laughs> mattered to a lot of people because, you know, once you had a little guest under your wing, yeah. you know, once you're giving out paychecks, it's but something that is happening. But you, you as a kid, you as a get a lot of retreats because. They really give out a lot of paychecks to a lot of people that are online, so they have to. They do that. They don't give them money in terms of come and retreat me, but they're employing them in different sections. <coughs> One is a business owner, big business owner, in a lot of places. So a lot of these people, you see, and he owns a lot of top bars in Kampala, so you can tell that a line of DJs will appreciate him, a line of waiters will appreciate him, a line of bartenders will appreciate him, and that is when it comes to actually giving the influence. This is how he becomes so influential post COVID. He's, he's been present. But he's also part, and he's a good human being. You have to be a good human being to, Definitely. to, to, to be like. Mm-hmm. Do you consider that good run a measure of success? Or, and how do you consider success now that you've grown out of it? Like, to you, what does success look like right now? <coughs> you know, is it going to be the wedding you've promised us that you're going to take uh, us to Jen <laughs> Square and wear suits? <laughs> is that what we will consider success? Or, um... Is it like terms of money? Like for you, with your current understanding of life, with what you have seen, you've had good runs, you've also been on the streets, Kuiriba, you were, the other day we were talking, they were telling me about finishing a whole day without a shilling, which is very possible. Very possible. Yeah, yeah, now, now people like us who are not really into the employment world, those are daily things. Like you plan your days knowing that money is just a small sequence. Like to me, I can call up my friend and I ask them for lunch. It's and okay. I'll get that, like, that's how I don't give money so much value because it can just come. Okay, well. Yeah? So what's, how do you measure your success? Uh, let me say this. Yeah. Uh, before, um, when I had my father around, yeah, I had big goals. I had a lot of things to achieve. But on his deathbed, he told me, man, you're straining yourself. You, you, you're really young. At 60 years, you realize no one was watching. So, live your life. 
don't have a good time. So what is, what is that? Oh, listen. <laughs> I'm coming to that. <laughs> so, uh, my whole idea of success changed. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can project something I can achieve and call that success. Understand? Yeah, when you set some goals and then and I achieve them. them. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 I think that's also no, that's, for me. That's success yeah. for me. Now, I don't look like <clears throat> I want to put up a very gigantic company and I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. success. No. Mm-hmm. The other things I achieve in the things. smallest. Yeah, it's because right. you see the small things give rise. Yeah. You, you know, I've, I've failed to get off sugar, yeah? Mm. I still drink a lot of sugar in my tea. Basically, that's success. Mm-hmm. No, that whole chain. Because now I am on my own. When your dad told you to go have a good time, how did you understand that? No, because I was doing everything to impress him. You know how you're the firstborn and you're doing everything to impress your father? Mm. But uh, it wasn't late. I think it wasn't late to tell me that. But now because I'm on my own. But what really hurts me is I get some money now. I want to spend on that guy, but he's not here. So everything goes back to my daughter. And my girl. Mulongo. You get it? <clears throat> I think Mulongo is going to put you on gunpoint. I think she told you, please mention me every after three minutes. I need to even talk about her. <laughs> we need to discuss this. <laughs> but that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing to really... So, um, the whole perspective of success changed. Yeah. yeah. It's so, the small wins for you. Small wins. Success Even my guys. I mean, I have guys. You're successful, I should say. You may not say you're successful right now because you have bigger goals. Gali Wangu may not say successful right now. Gali, you are saying success is what? Uh, I think using your awareness to create opportunities for others. Thank you. And okay. inspire, influence, and change a couple of things mm. in society. See that? I, I think to me that's, I think that's really, really important. Like, Very important. That's like, you that's, use your awareness, yeah. especially to create opportunities for others. Get to know things that yeah. other people don't yeah. know. So you use that to create them opportunities. Yeah. Those that are aware enough can grab them, get inspired, influence change somehow. I, I believe that would be yes. That would be the, yeah. Legacy. My guy. Like, what, what legacy are you trying to leave behind? And usually I bring this at the end, but we are not stopping. But, but I just um, want to understand you in terms of legacy. You were talking about death and you're saying how you know that it's not really a bother. Now let me, let me, let me, let me <coughs> pose this to you. What would you say? Let's say you handed the mic at my funeral. Yeah. What would you say? About you, Cubs. You, you a happy Cubs. man, yes. Yeah, yeah. What a man, a very loving man, and happy. And and that's really it to me. <clears throat> by the way, I don't know. I don't know how what Gali will say about happiness. But success, to me, is finding happiness because that's really a very complicated that, that thing. Is also, that's, that is the epitome. You see, and awareness is part of finding yeah. happiness. When you're aware, yeah. then you are yeah. a happy person. Exactly. Because you're intentional about so you, step, you, take, you are a happy man. You do yeah. things that make you happy. It's a growing up when you grow up. And by the way, and being <clears> intentional <throat> is really guys. A, guys, it's a good answer something. Yeah. When you start reading and getting knowledge, things change. Gary has shocked me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me no, tell you. that's the thing I want to I want to hear, Gary. Gary of 10, 5 years ago. He's not the Gary now. <laughs> this is success to me. You see, you see someone like Teto say, um, uh, You feel me? 
wise man can play a role, role of a clown. Yeah. But a clown cannot something. Can we play a role of a wise man? Wise man. Yeah. This is it. So, my guy, I have seen, um, you see how we have all this mental health stigma of our own friends, uh, people are triggered, they have psychosis issues, and then people call them mad. And some of them break out of that and then come back to beat the world. People like Kanye West. Yeah, people who are bipolar and they've admitted it and they've come out. So when he brought up that quote of a wise man playing clown and a clown not understanding the rule of a wise man. Because a wise man can fit in anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And that's so intelligent, yeah? If you ever find someone who has accepted that they can fit in anywhere, they're such smart people. Exactly. So, um, I was still saying, on your legacy, yeah, I told you about happiness. How to be remembered as a husband. But you're very excited about this husband phase, by the way. It's been my yeah. My 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 goal ever since. You get yeah. Do you think uh, it's just the whole culture that has brought up this whole empowerment thing of their bigger goals? But I really think they're bigger goals than just being a husband. Okay, for you it's really yeah, the uh, optimum, but <laughs> but look, uh, because it's so easy to be a husband, man. It's not easy. Is it not? Nope. You would be a husband now. No, no, no. But I will be a husband. <laughs> anyway. Uh, What's your definition of husband? Taking care of family. Taking care of family. Uh, you drew an example from the community. They refer to you like, mm, that guy. You understand? Mm. You drew inspiration. You drew... Do you think for me to achieve some level of respect from community, I have to be a husband? Not necessarily, but... It I shows mean, that I have responsibility. What's the smallest unit of nation? Family. I hope that answers you. So if I can control that, I can become president. Definitely. But Olaro Tunwad stood for president. Did he win? No, of course. In Uganda, you can't win if you're not Museveni. But ah, no, no, no. Does Museveni have a family? Does he have a wife? Does he have kids? The Mohoses of this world? The Galiwango. Would you, would you think saying as he's the son, would you rate him as a good husband? Who? Looking at the... Who? Mohose? The good president. The president. You are looking at examples of Mohozi being the son. Would you look? look now, uh, as a father, do you think that's bad parenting? No, I would say Mr. played his role okay. as a father. He groomed this guy to the ranks. Okay. So it's not up to him. He's a grown-ass man. He knows what to do. Hmm. So it's up to him. You feel me? Yeah, I feel him. Right now, Mr. has no control over him because guy is like, 50 years plus. I mean, 40 years plus. So, he's a grown-ass man to take care of himself. But because Museveni had played his role as a husband or as a father, so now it's entirely in Mohozi's hands. 
What's your idea of good parenting? How do you want to raise your children? Well, right now, uh, a lot of things have changed. Mm. Um, there are a lot of opportunities. Given in mind that our education system is such a bad thing, uh, I, and, and I'm, I can go overboard to defend that, that it's such a bad thing. So now you as a parent, you have to play such an important role yes. for your children to open their, like Gary was talking about, awareness, to make them aware of one, that the system they have to follow is not so proper. It doesn't really get them anywhere. But then it has also proven, it has produced results. The most successful people from our country have gone through, through the system. system. Yes. Yeah? So it's important. Like it has those traits that you have to pick up on to get somewhere. But also, I imagine, because there's so much chunk, there's a lot of chunk you get through, yeah? But to save your child, um, there's a kid that was on the podcast. He's about eight years. He's about my son's age. He's doing, uh, right now he's in Senegal. He has been number eight. He left the podcast and he flew out to Senegal. He builds He builds um, things with Legos. Legos are these blue plastic things that you can yeah, add know, motors to them and then make like a helicopter do what he can do any of that stuff here. Yeah. Their parents have invested. They're going to do a YouTube channel. Yuvotam is going to produce his YouTube channel starting next week when he comes. So they're investing a big chunk. When I was talking to the mom, she says, yes, he goes to school, but this is important. This is opening doors for him. So I want him to be behind these cameras. I want him to teach his stuff. And when you, she's Indian also. Mm. So when you look at where her mind is as regards the child, she's willing to make that sacrifice. But as regards to the normal day parent, because when you go to like Chigoa where I was born and do a sample spacing like eight parents, don't go to nursery and pee one, one oil muyayu, Even if you, you really, if, you know, we didn't have the power to like sit down with our parents and tell them, Daddy, I can really be an engineer. Like it's not, it's not something easy, but I'm getting it done. If we were to that level of, of awareness with even our parents that we can sit down with them and have this conversation. And, and this kid is just eight years, but he can talk to the mom about it. You know, I, I need this, I need this. No, you need to get this because this is getting me somewhere. Now, when the whole time they were here, I realized that that is something we missed. But we didn't have bad parents. We have really good parents. Yeah, like they put us through good schools. They did what? But we didn't have such bonds and such communications and conversations, which are so important. Right now we have them friend to friend. Like Gary will call you up six in the morning and you have such a solid conversation. But then you can't, I want him to have that conversation with this child. And, and, and lucky enough, the more you have such conversations, the more you let go when you're growing up. That's why it's very important for people to have children at like such ages where you grow with your child, yeah? You're growing as your child is growing. You realize, that's how it is. Of values and principles yeah. and for the things you did know, you've learned them yeah. over the time. So you them. Exactly, you learn with them. Yes. So for you, how are you going to implement that? Now, how are you doing that with your daughter, first of all? Okay, now, <clears throat> here's the thing. Education is important. Mm. You agree with me, right? Yeah, very, very. very well, important. now, it's going to have to come with some other, like nurturing talent, you get, do you know everyone, each and every one, has something hidden in them, like a talent? Yeah. So it's up to your parents, or even individuals, community, to nurture that talent out of you. You get, and kids nowadays, yeah. 
are really special. They didn't get chances. They're getting chances we didn't get. You get. So now, as a parent, you have to be really open to those opportunities that come. You start young. You start small. And before you know it, you're somewhere. You see, you see now, small things like kindness, empathy, compassion, yeah. helping others. Because mm -hmm. when you help others, you help yourself. You exactly. If you have the ability and the resources, I, I, I think practicing things, kindness around children and empathy is so, so important. So important. Very well. So, um, but then it's also so hard. It is. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Teach them kindness. Yeah. So, so right, 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 right from. Start. The start. But you can only teach them kindness by practicing it. Thank you. Yes, by practicing it. So you have to be an available parent. Yeah, so yeah. parents, yeah. rather kids, availability works. Like so important. So you need to be in your child's life from the word go. What happens if conditions dictate? Um, because you see, this life we live in and also does not come I, with What, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. you find a way. You always find a way. Mm. You get. You always find a way. These kids understand. They listen. Yeah. You get. You may not be in your son's life now, but if you talk to them about something, they would understand. So having conversations is so important. Communication, like you had said. Yeah. I told you. I always. But the first thing I said, communication is very key. In everything, relationship. Are you taking your daughter through school, um, like the normal average person? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I will, but it will depend. If not this school of pushing her around, if she doesn't want to go, she will stay home. Don't you feel like that's such a privileged answer to say? Like, it's like that dog. However much you like it. If it's going to disturb things, yeah, you'll chase it out. So you cannot say that you, when your daughter says that for them they don't want to go. No, to I'm not talking about like not going to school. Saying, I'm saying that days you wake up and you're like, man, no, not today. But then that teaches. Uh, you see this podcast. Yep. If I've had a conversation, you, you saw how we shared this conversation the other week. Yeah, I put it down on my calendar, and I know that I'll have to do that podcast. Definitely. I grew up. You see, my voice is not really well. So I had all sorts of excuses to tell you. But I remind myself that whenever I give someone an excuse not to do a podcast, I won't do the next one. Then I'll lose out on the consistency of this is different. Karen, this is so different. So that's the holy sense of things like school and going every day. Yeah, I like I said, listen. Yeah, yeah. It's really important. Because when you give them that freedom and privilege. Yeah, no. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not mm. saying that uh, she'll wake up on when I'm like, I'm not going to school. Mm. Entirely, no. The the always as a parent, you know. It could be fatigue. It could be, of course, even when they go with fatigue, they wouldn't do anything. Yeah, you understand. So, we our parents neglected that. They didn't look at that. There are days you're like, man, really tired. You couldn't go to school, but you were pushed to go. If your daughter came to you and told you, Daddy, I'm really tired today. I can't go to school. Let me stay. I think that is where rationality comes in, laws of reason. Like, if I really listen to her, reason, okay, okay. yes, exactly. She's, even when she goes, she will not be there. So it, it's better if mm. she stays mm. where this she goes. This is what I was, this was, I was trying to bring. I think it's about rationality. Yeah. If we Entirely rationality. So it's not privilege. It's not privilege. Okay. You see, you have now, definitely, you, you have father. What do you think about the internet and access? 
Do you think it's an entirely bad thing for your child, let's say your daughter? No, it's, and it's, this comes in very many ways. Forget the pornography, because for us, we grew up when our parents are only worried about pornography. pornography. Yeah. But right now, we have screen time. No, what, what the I'm addiction saying. that is social media and Twitter and Facebook. It should just be regulated. People like saying those fancy English words like regulation, but how do you regulate someone who is reading just things? You know, those phones have timers, they have encryptions, they have a lot of. Speaking of that, I have a friend of mine. You see how you could even someone call me, uh, getting this phone and dated. I have my rich friends who's, who treat me for that. They call me when they want gadgets for their daughters. So this friend of mine is called... Uh, someone introduced me to Hillary. I don't know why I forget his name. And I wanted to say his name, but he has also been on my podcast before, like episode number four, I think. The very big man is an engineer. So he told me that, can you find a way of doing something on my daughter's phone where I see the things? That was that. Then the following morning, he called me. Ah, no, you're going to deliver that phone. Don't do anything. Give it to her. I've just realized that if I know what my daughter does, I might get hurt. You give it to her. Let her enjoy her life. The let's not regulate everything. It is also us. We're just using the phones. So when you say you'll put like timers to the internet, oh, because how much control, you know, I'll tell you, I, I, I live with a dog because I, I like to observe. Also, one, okay, my son really told me to stay with a puppy. Then two, I like to observe character. When you tell and refuse a dog to do something, when you're angry at it, tomorrow it's going to somehow repeat that thing to see how much it can bring out your anger. It will do it and even look at you to see, okay, this can get you here. So any other time, if, if you don't give it like meat, it will do some of those funny things. Like it, it's so disciplined that it can't just poop here. But when you refuse, if it takes like two days without doing it, can do it can come and poop here just to send you a message that yo, there's something not right with our whatever relationship me and you have going on. Something is not right. I'm either not eating well or what. So when you curtail, it's like alcohol. When they put not to sell to persons under 18 years, this is a very triggering message. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And there's a lot of people buying alcohol because that number cannot be neglected. So, and the measure of control. Thank you. Imagine this message was as clear. Like, you know what? Overconsumption, the dangers are so many, you could trigger psychosis. Someone really knows that you. People hide and take overdose because now there's no one. Thank you. It's just a trigger over. And people like to move their egos. I think it's about creating relationships with them. Exactly. Now, so yeah. Tell them about the danger of something. Exactly. Instead yeah. of hiding yeah. it from them. But the thing is, yeah. it, it, it all comes back to your relationship with your daughter, or son, yeah. or child. The moment you two have a relationship, she won't hide away all the things. Yeah. Trust me. So how to build these relationships from like underage is really important, like communication. That's what and I'm having the hard conversation. You to be. Yes, the hard and you answer. Don't be the type of parent who's going to say, ah, good yeah. people even, 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 even relationships. By the way, if you don't have those uncomfortable conversations, it won't last. What type of uncomfortable conversations have you had with Milongo? Is it about opening your phone? Do you protect your phone around her? My phone is open, even now. You can unlock it. But there's statistics that show that people who keep their phones open have a lot of dirty work because they are 
banking real estate in people's mind that they're trustworthy yet they're not. This is not about <laughs> trust. <laughs> this is basically not about trust. It's 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 just easy access. Okay. Or she would access my phone anytime she wants, but she doesn't. She doesn't even check it. I've not seen her check it. Uh, and there's nothing to check really. Definitely. I think I think if we don't it's, have trust, then you cannot have a community. You cannot have exactly. a community. Like I said, anything. Relationships, marriage, trust. Communication is key, and the look is trust. Okay. Yeah. If you didn't trust me, how would I be here, man? <laughs> if you didn't communicate, how would I be here? You get it? So, everything is an investment. Everything, relationships, marriage. It's commitment. Commitment and consistency. And consistency yeah. doesn't mean you don't fuck up. Yeah, you fuck up sometimes, like but showing up. Though you get up, though you get back up, you're committed to the cause. Yeah. You're not just in for vibes. You're like, I want this regardless of the shortcomings that come in this. I still want to learn and grow. I will learn and grow from the shortcomings, but I'm still committed to this cause. I'm committed so, to the cause of parenthood. I'm committed to the cause of relationship. I'm committed to the cause of friendship. I'm committed to this business. Everything is about commitment, consistency, and how do you fall and rise up again? How do you get back up? How? You get it? Do you think we need to embrace failure more than we look at success? Yes. Do you ever embrace your failures? Do you I look do. at them and how, how do you embrace your failures? Um, in, and in this aspect, I'm looking at it like, you see how um, in the world of social media and people are leaving all these facets and they're putting up shows, guys only want to Snapchat that they will go to an expensive gym. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, they feed off that adrenaline then they don't really finish up the gym subscription and they get out <laughs> because they, they've gotten a few likes of that people only want to snapchat when they are like on roast and rhyme where they put on their best outfits um, things like that Yeah, I actually at some point had people who were telling me that hey you need to change for your podcast and dress up because it's a camera and told them no I really dress up for my podcast like how you find me in that mood so I have the conversation and this should show you that how you come in is how we do it with everyone. There's no like class or not. Stay It's very important. Yeah, okay, because no, it also thing. keeps you. Let me tell you something about social media. Oh, uh, social media is, yeah. is like a, a different world from the reality. You but it shouldn't. Some of us are living our realities on there as well. Definitely. Yeah. But I'm saying the biggest number thinks if you're in social media, it's about bowling. You get it. No, because people feed off the vanity matrix and the faster you get them, people are so attached to that life. People are so miserable in their reality. Yeah, and if they'll get the likes, it goes for depression, it goes for... <clears throat> so, it takes courage to be different, to yeah. stay authentic, exactly. stay true to yourself, to say... That type of courage. so much pressure to be someone different, or stay true to, to myself. That's why you, you asked me this morning, hey, why are you not online? I told you, man, bro, I have a life, a real life. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Gary laughing that you have a real life? <laughs> I can't tell you, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, I have a life. Like, you get it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see, okay, now, hear me feeds off social media. You get it? But I, I believe yes, that is about perception. There are people that are social media to learn from social media. Because a wise man learns There's so much. Because YouTube is social media. There's so much you can get from YouTube. By the way, a lot of things. <laughs> you can literally do an MBA no, no, in so life. It's about perception. Like, 
what do I do when I go into social media? Yeah. Do I be looking for news? Do I be looking out for something to learn? Or I want to Have you suffered a porn addiction? Porn addiction? <laughs> no. Do you watch porn? No. I don't watch porn. You see this podcast, we don't yeah, make sense. No, like, yeah, for real. I don't watch porn. Interesting. I don't watch porn. Why? The average human being watches porn. Look, I don't... How should I say this? I don't watch porn. <laughs> I don't have to like, say it, but I don't watch porn. We just talked about someone who was there. Yeah, look, very wrong. Very wrong. No, even if you, if you pull out my phone, no, I'm not saying it's mindful here. Very wrong, agree with me. It is very fine. The addiction being uh what we're talking about, by the way, how bad social media addiction is. And this is because people are showing a lot of facets and and all that. Like, how do you then guide your daughter without just controlling them? We're talking about that control. This is why I brought up the porn thing. Mm-hmm. Because you see, minus just being addicted to screen time and all that until your eyes really sunk in. There's also porn. Yeah, there is porn. Yeah. Do you think porn is a bad thing to do? No, it's not. Why don't you watch it? It's not a bad thing. I don't have access. One man. So for real. Okay. For real. If if it were like Facebook. What do you do that is bad? What I do that is bad. Mm. What do you think is a habit you have with, and how are you fighting that? Are you aware of? Self- are you aware? Are you self-aware of some habits? Exactly. That's the perfect question. Are I you am. self-aware? Yeah, I am. So, what are the things you're really trying to change? Um, alcohol consumption. That's a lie. You're not a drinker. Exactly. You because drink alcohol, but listen, you drinker, you don't listen, have your own. Listen, because I've been fighting it over the years. Uh, now I'm I'm somewhere, and I'm contented. Like I've worked it out. Then I'll remember my consumption. Why are you fighting your desires and desire? Just yeah, but, 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 but remember, if no, but desire at can become... At some point, it goes addictive. Can at some point, addiction. yeah. At some point, from desire. And, and my you friend... Know, it was something I had to You see out. how people really talk about all these other addictions? And they want to ignore the alcohol addiction, which is really terrible. Exactly what I'm talking about. They bastardize weed, everything else, marijuana, but alcohol... statistics, alcohol kills crazy. Killing, thank you. Is the worst case scenario, yeah. but the triggers of damage alcohol really does to people's lives, to people's understandings, to people's. So I don't know. I've not been drinking until like twenty-five, and right now I drink like a beer. You, you know when I started drinking? I started drinking at, at sixteen. Oh wow! Uh, I'm, I'm telling you about the house, the posts. Yeah. Death of my mother. Yeah. Affected me. So um, so but now, school school bins. Yeah, I've I've fought it and I'm somewhere, <laughs> and I am proud of myself, at least. But well, back then I wouldn't do without a drink. What things keep you your sanity intact? Like what did you, you say? You're not thirty. We're concluding now. Yeah. You said you're not thirty. Do you like work out? Uh, basically. Do yeah, jogging, road work. Do you do this like consistently? Yeah, every morning. And what does it mean to your mental? Like, what goes through your mind if you're doing road work? Actually, it prepares me for the day. Prepares me for the day. Those forty-five minutes. The drills. Yeah, it's just enough to prepare me for. 
I plan while doing all that. I plan my day. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, at the end of the day, I rate myself. Like, oh, this went well. When do you get time to play video games? Um, any chance I get. Would you run off work to go and play video game? No. Unless, like, it's an office and I'm like, hey, let me first play a game or two. But you have kept your discipline intact. And this comes with a lot of self-awareness, which, well, to, to have discipline comes with, with self-awareness. Yes. Knowing where you are in life and where you want to be. Do you know where you want to be? Like I said, yeah, the whole perspective changed. I used to do things because I wanted my dad to, to affirm them. Yes. But now that I'm on my own, I let things flow, naturally. Did you really feel the pain of, of being an orphan? Because you're not heartbroken. That didn't also break your heart. Well, if the first did break me, this wouldn't. I lost my mom at a very tender age. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's two things. Uh, for you, you lost your mom when you were like 15. Yeah. That's something. To me, I don't know how I'd have lived with that. For me, I lost my mom when I was four. So that's nothing. But no. These are reality, realities that I'm living with. And I know they won't come back. So life has to move on. You get it? How do you really get to understand that life is moving on? Because to some people, years come. But yeah, but their minds are stuck. One day at a time. To live in the present is not an easy thing. Yeah. And at some point, I thought maybe it's combined by having money and what, but I, I know friends and relatives with big chunks of money, but they never live in the present. They're always, there's very pessimistic people. They're so worried about everything around them. That is the world. You see, when you become aware, you see the world, everybody's panicking. Yeah. <laughs> see this? Why? So, it's so important that does. Hey, this is your guy. So, yeah. But the actual realization of, you know what? I have to just live in the present now. Like, taking moments. Like, you see, being present in this podcast, I've had guests. I've had, uh, most guests, I don't know, I'm not even scared to have them. Nana Birunje. Her mind was so far away. And you could see it. Because that has a subconscious mind. Yeah, like... This person is one sword. Yes, they probably have that, like the idea of cameras and lights. But then they can't be around. They're not, they're not present. They're not there. Like, they're living two lives and it's so worrying, yeah, when you get to... Because she was talking about situations that have affected her, like her nudes pictures leaking. Yeah, she leaked a few nude pictures and then she cried about it. I don't know why. But such things... You don't know why she cried about it? Because once you've taken the pictures for public consumption you should be again this is brings up self-awareness is really yeah, important yeah, true, true, true. because that means she was doing things either because other people are doing them and she doesn't know what that how yeah. that would affect them or the why following that crowd yeah like the crowds and, and it's such a big thing you see at first i thought it would be easy like getting out of peer groups in school and what and realizing you see it's like how i used to hate smokers but I used to hit them out of a lot of ignorance. 
out of a lot of ignorance. It was just plain ignorance. Yeah. Until I took my first spliff. Then it was for the fun. Then now I started taking my spliffs and understanding, yeah, that this is what my height does to me. Yeah, that this is why I need to bask into so it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So some people don't get okay, maybe they get sometime and they realize this is why, by the way, I like the friendships I have. Because it's about adding on you. It's just adding adding value. Value. Yeah. Yeah. sharing knowledge. And that's a very important thing. This is one of the reasons I have a podcast to share knowledge. And it's big conversations by ordinary people. You can get knowledge from anyone. Yeah. The people have different clues they have observed about life that they can tell you, their experiences, things. And this goes back. You see, the Pilatus from far back then, they were preaching things that are applying right now. Yeah. True, true. So much about the knowledge. Yeah. Okay. I think that's like part of the podcast, unless you have some questions or some other things you'd want to raise. <laughs> so, um, some other things I have to raise. Anything. Come on, we're having a conversation. So, but man, being present is important. So, uh, by the way, how do you rate my podcast? I've been present, I've been very present, and it's been one of the most fun podcasts. It's a really good podcast. It's one of my very, very but you know, because it's fun. Do do, do you know, I don't like podcast, honestly. I wasn't present, yeah, I wasn't present, honestly. I knew what to say, but I wasn't present. So, this is all right, very right. But anyway, uh, but thanks for this. This is really nice. I mean, um, so not so many people do this. Not so many people. And I like the way when, when you say it, man. If you, if you don't do big conversation by ordinary people, then what are you doing? I think people are like, who is this guy? <laughs> That's true. <laughs>